Thank you for listening to Fifty Shades of Boucher. This podcast is brought to you by One Bone, the perfect fit for the hard-to-fit man. Worn by Super Bowl champ Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, NBA champ Serge Ibaka, and Canada's tallest man, One Bone started for big and tall, evolved to big and all. One Bone is size-inclusive, ranging from M to 8XL. You can match up to your size on their new dynamic size guide on their website, OneBoneBrand.com. Everything is produced in North America, and they ship worldwide. Go find your perfect fit right now and use the code BOUCHER for 15% off your first order. That's OneBoneBrand.com. Made for big and all. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to 50 Shades of Boucher. On this episode, we had Tony Washington, a nine-time veteran of the CFL and two-time Grey Cup champion. Plays lineman for the uh, Montreal Alouettes. Uh, <clears throat> guy was a great talk. Um, just called. I, I actually reached out on Instagram and uh, just said, "Hey, can you come on the show and talk about the CFL uh, season being closed down?" And and the guy uh, reached back and said, "Yeah, sure, I'll come on for a little bit." So it's a quick episode. Uh, nothing too crazy. Just ask the guy some questions. Uh, what it's like to be a male model towards the end. Um, no, he's a cool guy. I really appreciate Tony and. Uh, you know, thank you for coming on, man. Uh, here's the episode. Hey, Tony, what's going on, man? What's up, bro? Dude, I'm so sorry about that. I have no idea what was going on. I couldn't hear you or or see you. Yeah, it's all good. I got, got you now. I know, man. I appreciate you doing this. Uh, right off the bat, man. So I, I've seen it. You got a long career in the CFL. Uh, no, no season going on. What do you? What's your plans, man? Uh, my plans, <laughs> just like everybody else, man. Try to find work. Um, just train. Get ready for next season. Now, okay, I got to ask this. Now, playing in the CFL, do you have a regular job? No, I never had a regular job. I've always uh, financially been able to to get by. Like, I've been blessed to have great contracts. Right, right. Okay. And, uh, you know, that that money's going to run out soon. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure, man. Uh, so... I got to ask that. So then is the team kind of offering you any sort of help? Is there a, a marketing team that's going to go out and try to look for guys for jobs to keep them? You know, I imagine is the CFL a big enough business that guys won't run away because there's no season. Um, like, is, I guess is the money you know, good enough? No, no, not for most guys. Gotcha. Gotcha. Not for most guys, yeah. It's not a big enough league to where, you know, guys don't have to to go find something to do. Okay. So, uh, yeah, most guys right now are probably doing the same thing I'm doing, looking for work, trying to find something to do. I got gotcha. you. But, gotcha. you know, there's a few guys that make that make good money to where they don't need to. Yeah. But most of those guys are quarterbacks. Okay. It's a quarterback-driven quarterback, quarterback driven league. So, uh, you know, everybody else is just yeah looking for work. I got you. Um, do you have an idea of what you're going to do? I mean, I mean, I mean, is it fun? Is it kind of scary? Like what the, 
What's the uh, what's the thought process going into it? I mean, I'm sure you've had football to rely on, so I mean, it's got to be a little hectic. Yeah, it's a little bit, but I mean, I've been I've been playing for ten years. This is my this is supposed to be my tenth season. That's awesome. Um, actually, eleventh season. Um, and I was on my way out the door anyway, so it just it kind of sped things up for me. Um, yeah, but okay. Are you, are you looking to yeah. retire then pretty soon here or, or you know are you gonna go for another? I want to get I want I want I want to play one more year okay. but we'll see what happens I gotcha and so tell me about your career man I seen that uh was it two-time great cup champion yeah yeah that's these that's awesome that's awesome yeah. you're the second great cup champion I got to uh I got to meet so far I had uh drew Oltarski of the uh blue bombers <laughs> and they won last year yeah and so uh, yeah. he was in studio, and we were talking, and we talked about talked about it. That's awesome. What uh, what do you find that's different from from playing at Abilene to uh, to the CFL? I mean, it's a, it's a totally different game. Yeah. Obviously, it's uh, it's totally different. People don't people in the states don't really watch it because they got the you know they got the college football, NCAA, and then you got NFL. But you know, there's a lot of talent up here. There's a lot of there's a lot of great players, a lot of guys that I competed against that, um, you know, given the opportunity, they, they probably could have cracked the roster in the NFL. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's all timing. You know, people always talk about the CFL uh, not being, you know, the talent's not there and all that kind of stuff. But it's just timing. All of it's timing. And the biggest thing I've learned is, you know, the game is – it's just completely different. You gotta you gotta react different. The feels bigger. Yeah. Uh, the scheme's different. It's only three downs. You know. It's uh, uh there's the, the offensive line, D line. Strategy's different, right? We don't have tight end. We don't have we don't have true tight ends. We have more more wide receivers. Oh wow. Okay. And then then obviously the receivers are the receivers are in a full sprint motion. Uh, towards the line correct. of scrimmage. Correct. Okay. I got you. And you have and uh, for a quarterback. It's a, it's a little bit more complicated because it, there's an extra DB. So okay. when it comes on the blitzes and the way that the CFL can unravel, um, for a quarterback who's 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 used to only dealing with one safety, two high safety press, and all that kind of stuff, they got to deal with a cornerback who can blitz. They got to deal with a halfback, an extra halfback who can blitz. Who, who's oh, you know wow. a four-two box is a four-two box, right? But when you add a guy who can like roam around and, uh, and, and, you know, it just changes the game, changes the game for the offense for sure, okay. especially for the offensive line. Because what we have to look at, what we have to, you know, our vision is a lot broader. Right. You know what I mean? We don't have, we need to know a lot of things like in the NFL and the way I used to play in the States, there wasn't a lot of wide receivers coming into the box. You know, up here we have wide receivers coming, coming into the box to block. You know, Are so you it's like it's a, it's a lot different. Yeah, crack blocks. Oh fuck! But also, uh, also not just crack blocks, just you know. Stalking, uh, getting in there, getting down. Yeah. Okay. So kind of kind of like emerging a wide receiver into a tight end, just motioning him down and then uh, using them. If exactly. But, I got you. Yeah, but also, but also, in our game, a wide receiver can see a blitz coming from a cornerback and he can you know depending on 
um, where he's at or if he's inside or outside, he can change his route. His route changes. If he sees this guy blitzing, he might have to come into the box to block. Okay. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we're not we're not we're responsible for the box, but if they add anybody else, sometimes we're gonna wave down the wide receivers, tell them, "Hey, with too many, come come block." Oh shit! So yeah, that does that throws a that throws a hair into how how you you used to playing football because that receiver. I mean, you know, I've I've played receiver and you go into crack block. I played in an option system, so I know that you know stalking and, and where to attack and where you're looking at guys. But to be able to call them down and say, "Hey, we we need you to come in for a little extra," you know, a, a chip and a block at least yeah. on the outside. That's fucking awesome. Uh, what team? What team did you play for last year? I went Montreal still now. I've, I've been with Montreal for the last two years. Okay. Is uh is that is that now Dakota Prokop quarterback or is that uh Vernon Vernon Adams? Vernon Adams. Oh dude, okay. So you were talking about the transition. So I, I gotta ask. So he went from a division one double A to Oregon and you know, yeah. got got lost. It was or you know, it was supposed to be one of Oregon's like kinda kind of like a Oklahoma system where they're gonna bring in this uh this other guy last year, come in and play. Um and then he goes to the CFL and he kinda you know, I, I watched him, he was on the roster for a little bit, he didn't play a whole lot, and then he just booms. What what kinda happens when a player does that? Does he figure the game out kinda like what you were talking about, or is it just, you know, you finally get enough repetitions in the new new style of football and and you finally, you know, finally get it because I feel like playmakers are playmakers and, and they'll make a play no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Vernon's a special cat, man. And I think I've been around the league, and I and I seen him. I was in Hamilton with him, and uh, the thing about Vernon was he, yeah, he learned the game. He was under some great quarterbacks. He was in and Hamilton under Mazzoli. He was in Saskatchewan. Uh, I think he was Darren Durant. So he learned the game, and I think when he got his time, he just exploded. Yeah. You know and I think he's. I think he's always been that that good of a quarterback. I just think that once he learned the game, once he learned it the way he's learning now and the way he's going to learn it in the future, he's going to be he's going to be explosive. And you know, if I can get one more year to play with him, you know, that's 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 my goal. Oh, for sure. Now, now, how much how much do you love it as a lineman when you have a playmaker like that behind you? Um, I love it, obviously, but it comes with its challenges too. Yeah. Cause um, you know, he doesn't he moves around, you know. Off script, uh, off script stuff. You're trying, you're trying to I'm sorry. Well, following him, uh so I played with a quarterback named Ricky Ray. Who's a Hall of Famer Peter. He was a pocket passer, Ricky um um I'm sorry, Ricky Ray and then there's uh, Mike Raleigh. Okay. Both pocket passers. Last who sit in the pocket like Aaron Rodgers, uh um uh even I would say Manning, you know, guys who sat in the pocket and then you knew where they were. You knew that you can press a guy up the field seven after seven yards, you know, they wouldn't get there. Where with Vernon, he moves around a little bit. So he can he can step out of the pocket, he can step back into the pocket, he can run out of the pocket. So, yeah, it's a little bit more complicated, but you know, when you when you got a guy like um Bolivar Mitchell who plays for Calgary, you know, you can you can just like, you literally just block your guy, just stay towards your guy. But a guy like Vernon, you know, he makes decisions, and when he makes decisions, I gotta react, and I can't see what he's doing. So I'm just a reluctant. I'm just kind of like going off what the defensive end is doing. I know where I'm at. I know where he's at positionally right. because I know where the defense is trying to go, trying to go. Um, but yeah, it gets a little bit complicated. I'm but sure. I like it because he makes it happen. Sometimes he makes it happen. Man, we miss our blocks. 
and he gets out of there. So right. I like it for that because, I, like I said, I play with pocket passers, and I want great cups with pocket passers. But, yeah, when when someone beats you on the line, it's a sack. Where we're burning, it's not a guaranteed sack. You can get away. That's awesome. It's nice to have somebody who can who can kind of help you out in case in case you do have a misstep or, or somebody just beats you off the line. Um, all right. So, all right. In the CFL, you said there's no tight ends, so you're a tackle on the outside, and you got to bring a wide receiver in for help. How how many times do you find yourself in a position like that where you where you are looking for help, or, or do defenses do defenses play you straight up? Or is it, is it, I mean, obviously pressure is something you want on the quarterback at all times, but when you have a runner like Vernon, it's always, sometimes it's better to keep him in just because that athletic talent can change so many things and change the play to where your defense can't actually play to that. How many times do you find yourself saying like, oh fuck, like we're going to fit figure this out. We need a receiver down here, like quick ball passes. Like, is it kind of like in the NFL where if there's pressure, you just got to get the ball out quick and just try to figure out the game plan, or, or are you trying to yeah, pull the receiver out as much as you can? For the most part, I don't have to – there's not a lot of times where you have to call the receiver in. Don't get me wrong. There is – it's not a true tight end, yeah. but we have a fullback. We have another fullback, so we have a guy who can, like, uh, play tight end. I got you. And uh, depending, depending on the scheme, right? Yeah, yeah. So what we, what we use as a true tight end is sometimes an extra offensive lineman. So there's another big body that's in there. So we have six offensive linemen instead of five. Um, it just depends on the package, what's going in. Um, you know, it just depends on the scheme. But we don't typically want to get wide receivers in the box. Right. That's not the plan. We don't. We don't want them to come in. So it doesn't happen a lot. And uh, if there's extra pressure, we try to pick it up with the offensive linemen and uh, running back. Like I said, it just depends on the scheme. Right on. All right. So. I'll get off football now. I, I feel bad eking out. I just, I have a few, I, it always, always interests me to see how that, that style of football is played. Um, so going forward, you said uh, guys will be looking to work. Guys are going to be trying to just work out. Uh, do you go back to Louisiana or do you stay in Canada now? Or, or I got to imagine Canada's home, right? You've been there for about 10 years. Yeah, for now it's home. I'm, I don't plan on going back. I've been here for uh, five years. I've been up here for nine years, but, Five years consistently. Okay. Um, so yeah, home is here. Right on. So tell me about Louisiana, man. Is that that's where you're from, right, Louisiana? Yeah. Where where at in Louisiana? Uh, well, I went back and forth between Louisiana and Texas. Okay. So I grew up in half and half. Uh, but I was born in in New Orleans, and um, uh, then I left when I got when I was younger. And then I went back. Okay. Okay. And then. Abilene Christian, that's in uh, New Mexico, right? West Texas. West Texas. West Texas. Okay. Oh wow. All right. And even uh, so, when you're not a, a Texas, a Texas A&M, um, is football still big? I mean, or is there diehard, you know, Abilene Christian or Abilene fans? Or? It's Texas, man. It's Texas. Hell yeah. Come on. It's Texas. Any football is, is good football here in Texas. What's your favorite high school game to go to if you're when you're in Texas, or what was your favorite game to go to, or, or was there one? I didn't really, I didn't really go to any high school games, man. But the teams that I really looked at was uh, Ulysses, Texas, Ulysses, um, and then there's Allen, Texas. Those two big, big uh, high schools down there. Uh, South Lake Carroll was another one. Um, you know, those are big, big high schools that you know consistently. Um, the Cedar Hill High School. 
I didn't get to go to a lot of high school games, yeah. but you know, those are the ones that I, I can come to the front of my mind right now. I got you. Uh, how many guys from Texas end up and end or Texas and down south end up coming up to Louis or not to Louisiana to to Canada to play? I mean, how many times? Um, do you actually find there's Can- are there Canadian players? I should ask that. I mean, are there guys from Canada that can end up playing? Yeah. So the way that the CFL works is, is um, uh, there's a uh, a roster. You have to have fifty percent Canadian, fifty percent American. So okay. the Canadians, yeah. So you have so anytime on a forty-two man roster. Um, you know, half and half have to be American and the other half have to be Canadian. So there's a lot of Canadian guys who play. Um, on our offense, I'd say only four crack a roster. Okay. Four or five crack a roster on defense is a little bit more, but most Canadians play on special teams. They don't have football like we have in the state, so you, all of your skilled players, most of your, you know, big impact players are American. Okay. Um, it's, hard to, it's hard to find a Canadian – uh, you know, uh, like a good Canadian that can keep up with the American players. Right. Uh, it's it's not hard to find, but you when you get them, you you, you keep them. You know, they, they stick around for a while. I got you. So I uh, I talked to a guy who played over in Germany and Austria, and he uh, he said that imports essentially you can have so many imported players and then ex you know like uh, guys from from the from essentially America because of that. That difference in how, how you're you're taught young and, and just the intensity of which football is played in America. Um, do you? How do I word this? So, did you ever want to come back to play in the states? I mean, obviously, it was like the NFL the goal, or were when when you got to the CFL, were you happy and like hell yeah, I want to play in Canada. It's nice up here. I love the way the games played. You're succeeding, obviously. You know, after a while, my injury, you know, my first couple of years, I, I had a dream to go back to the NFL to, to get an opportunity to play. Um, I don't know if you know much about my background, but, you know, my past was a little bit sketchy. Okay. So it was hard for me to get back to the States. I had an opportunity to go to the NFL when I was coming out of college. I mean, I was a second-round, third-round draft pick, you know, and I went to the NFL Combine, talked to teams. I went to Buffalo, went to San Francisco. You know, a lot of teams couldn't get past my, my background. So when I came up here, I said, like, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna play. I'm going to ball my ass off, and, you know, hopefully my play will overrun my background. But I got hurt my first my first year I got hurt. My, my first year I got – second year I got hurt, tore my calf. Second, third year I tore my calf, then I tore my hamstring. So it was a lot of injury that that, um, yeah. that came up. That I, you know, it just, I never got the opportunity to, to, to put a full season in. All right, so I'll, I'll ask the question. Just what can you tell me about? How, you know, you said you had a pass. What can you what can you tell me about learning from it and and having chances either blown away or, or uh, maybe gone, but 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 you you've learned from it and you you know you've had time to think about it. What can you, what can you tell me from that? You know what, honestly, man, it's just work your ass off. You know, what I've learned from this whole situation is that, you know, if you put something in your head that you want to you want to do. Um, there's not much that can stop you besides you. A lot of things that happen in the world, a lot of things that happen in life, man, we, we hold ourselves back. We create excuses for ourselves. And, you know, even with my past, man, I still had the dream of playing in the NFL. Yeah. But at the same time, I created I created a uh, I created an environment up here in Canada, you know, where I was going to 
put my head down, work, do everything it takes to, to you know, to, to be that player up here. Um, so if I was to tell anybody who was going through anything, you know, just don't give up on it. Keep fighting your ass off, man. Keep working. There's always avenues. There's always hallways. There's always doors. You just got to find the one that, you know, fits you. And, um, uh, you know, I found my, my door and I, and I stuck with it and I, and I balled and I, you know, still playing 34 years old. That's awesome. Uh, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping to play a few more years. Uh, you know, the CFL not playing this year is, is kind of a damper on, on motivation a little bit, but you know, I've been through worse struggles and, uh, yeah, man, just work your ass off, man. It, no one can tell you no, but you, you tell you every time you wake up in the morning, you know, it, the opinion is your opinion. You wake up in the morning, it's yes for you. So you wake up and you do your thing. They'll they'll learn. They'll figure it out once you start doing your thing. Right. Uh, it it just it just honestly it just takes you doing what you need to do. Put yourself in a position to to to, to where they can't say no. They can't say no if you if you're doing everything. If you're better than everybody else. If you're working harder than everybody else. If you dominate more than anyone else. What the fuck they gonna tell you? Like <laughs> they can't. They gonna, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I get you, man. When you wake up and you put the time in, that that's your time. Like you pretty much own that situation. Then as long as you put the time in for it, it's exactly. what you want out of it. Um, what do you like to? You I gotta know, put the time in. I know I said uh, I know we don't have much time, man. Um, what do you like to do? What are you looking forward to doing after your career? I mean, are you gonna try to coach? Are you gonna completely get away from football and say fuck all of it? Let your body rest up and. I mean, what's the? I know you said you don't right. know what you want to do for a job, but what's your what's your hobby, man? Honestly, man, my hobby has always been football. It's my hobby. That's what I do. It's my, you know, um, you know, I like to get into coaching. Maybe possibly one day I got a lot more learning to do about coaching. I mean, I can, you know, I can explain stuff. I can see things on the field, but I want to learn it on the level to where I can like actually coach. Yeah. You know, when I'm telling them to tackle or a guard or a center, you know, what we're looking for is uh, safety over, safety down, you know, uh, press, man coverage. You know, I want to know these type of things in, in, a, in, a, in a broader light. Um, but to, to be honest with you, man, you know, I ain't really thought about it. I, you know, I want to coach, but possibly I want to train. I like the gym. I like to be in the gym. I like to, you know, I like seeing people um, transition. You know what I mean? I like to someone – you know, I don't know. The the thing that creates excitement for me is when someone who can't do something and then you teach them and you coach them and you put them in the gym and, and then they start doing it and, they, and, they, and the confidence that they build. Yeah. I think that's something that I really draw to. So my, my goal one day is to own a gym to train and to create other athletes. You know what I mean? I want to create other athletes. I want to I want to do a sports specific training. I want to do. Um, something where I could teach offensive linemen in Canada, especially because there's not a, a big market up here for offensive linemen. But I think if someone put more time into it, I think if I could put more time into it, I can create some some beast up here to where and it's it's a it's a tricky situation because you know on offensive line usually based on the ratio what we call ratio 50-50 rule, you know. Most of the inside guys are guards. The two tackles are American most of the time because they have to deal with American defensive ends. Okay. And, you know, dealing with American defensive ends, as you know, is not, you know, it's not easy. Fuck no. No. So, <laughs> so, so being able to create offensive linemen in Canada to where I can create, you know, tackles that have the skill set and the, the the power and the ability to, and the speed and the quickness to deal with these guys, I think that's something that I want to transition into 
eventually. I'm 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 not working on it right now, but you know, eventually I want to work on that. That's fucking awesome, man. I I love that too, and especially the fact that you're good at it, right? Like you you spent your whole life doing it. Why not like spread that, you know, spread some knowledge, give somebody some tips, you know, especially if the dude has like all the right tools for it. Like all you need is guidance. That's right. Awesome, and, and honestly, honestly, man, these, a lot of these guys up here, I see Canadian guys, they just, they don't get the coaching, um, from high school. You know, if I can get some guy, if I can get somebody from middle school, uh, high school level and, you know, train them and train, you know, say 20, 30 guys, I think if I had them at the right time, you know, four or five years, you know, CFL won't even be uh, in the picture. Right. You know, they'd be looking at the, at the NFL. Right. Uh, get them into D1s first and then just go from there. Hell yeah, man. Exactly. That's awesome. Uh, I'll, I'll end with this. You, uh, a couple hours before this, I seen it on Instagram. I don't know if this was your debut um, as a uh, male model. But I saw that you uh, joined a uh, uh, tall guy clothing line, man. That's awesome. Uh, tell me more about that. <laughs> no, I didn't join. I, so he's a friend of mine. He's a. It's called One Bone, and uh, I'm not a model at all. <laughs> hey, man, you look you look great. It was a good clothing line. I, I appreciate it, man. No, they they just do. Um, his story is that he uh, he's a bigger guy. And for bigger dudes, man, like with the that dimensions that we have, the shoulders, arms, sometimes stomach, depending on what it is, yeah. you know, buying a buying a you know a regular t-shirt, three X t-shirt, it just it don't it don't work. So this dude was like, all right, you know, I'm gonna start making my own shirts. So he he made his he was making his own shirts. He brought it to a tailor, started making his own shirts, picked out his own fabric, everything. That's awesome. And uh, you know, he got the idea to to start doing you know, t-shirts for, for bigger guys, but you know, they do smaller shirts too. They focuses on, on bigger guys, but yeah, no, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't join. I, I, I'm a part of the family. I got you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but, That's my bad. No, no, it's all good. I'm a part of the family. You know, I want to push his, his business because I think the idea what he's doing is great and his shirts are amazing. I got, I don't know, 40, 40 shirts in the, in the closet right now. And it's just, awesome. you know, you can't beat them for a guy who's for a guy who's six, seven, you know, 300 pounds, somebody who's not, you know, trying to go into a foot locker or find some, you know, regular shirts. Right. This is the best company to go to. And I think my personal opinion, I think he's uh, he's on to something and I hope it uh, I hope it all works out for him. Yeah, man. I think I think I think everyone tries to go for the boom, and then you find people who who find that that right medium where there's a niche, and they just ride that niche. Just ride for the people who want your product. Like that's that's all you really have to do, you know. Right. And it's uh it's it's interesting yeah. when you see people fall into that category, man. Uh, hey, I appreciate you coming it's, on. Oh, it's kind of it's kind of um, weird though because like I wear a size 16. It's the same thing, you know. Big companies, man. You think like Nike and all the Reebok and all these big companies. You know they would they would pay attention to the other part of the world. You know, I mean, people in North America are not small. Right. You know, uh, you got big feet. We got big clothes. We're big people. And you know, when you go to any one of these companies, man, you can't. You know, you can't find shit. You can't find nothing. You can't find shoes. You can't find shirts. You can't find pants. You know, you got to go to these little smaller markets. But you know the. It, the one is out there, you know, and he created it. I mean, the guy's doing crazy numbers, crazy numbers. Even through COVID, it was it was huge for him because most of the guys who buy from him, they don't 
they don't go to stores anyway. Right. You know, they always shop online anyway, right? So, uh, but even for smaller guys, bro, I, I I implore you, please look at One Bone. They got some shirts. Uh, I mean, comfortable. I I, I love them. I I work out in the shirts. I can go out in the shirts. It's it's crazy. I That's love awesome. it. Awesome. I'll give it a shot, man. I, I was gonna say I'm six two. Does he make like a small? Like, it, does, I mean, does he make? You yeah, yeah. Right on. All sizes. Okay. All sizes. He say, uh, one shirt for everybody. 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 Meaning every not not just everybody, but every type body. That's awesome. You know what I mean? So it's. But if I if I give you any advice, if you do go online, you gotta get the Mitchell. It's called a it's called a Michael actually. Mike a Michael. It's called a Michael. A Michael. And it's comfortable as hell. I I think I've had four. I got four or five in my closet. I don't think I've ironed it. It never wrinkles. It's That's me. I, never. Dude, my clothes are folded. Never your wrinkles. A big ass just pile where I dump the fucking dry clothes. Like that's awesome. That's the shirt. You I could need. you could fold you could fold you could you could put these in a pile for a year and, and take it out and it won't have a wrinkle in it. I'm fucking going there after this conversation, man. I fucking uh, I fold <laughs> shit. I wear wrinkled shit all the time and it's just like fuck it. You I'm know, telling I, you, man. It's called a Mike. It's called a Michael. It's uh, it's the best shirt I've ever worn in my life. That's awesome. Dude, I, I appreciate you coming on, man. I know I know you said you wanted to get off quick. Uh, I, again, thank you very much for your time. Uh, you know, I hope I hope you find something, man. If you're if you're looking to learn how to paint, I can teach you how to paint. That, I'm sorry, it doesn't seem very glorious, <laughs> but uh, at least here in the states, we need them, and people are trying to get their houses done. I think they're just sick of looking at the inside of their house and want to change it. But dude, I yeah I, yeah. Best yes, of luck on finding something. I'm so sorry that your fucking season's gone, man. That's just it's a shitty bummer. Yeah, it's all good. It's you know, it just opened my eyes up to about life and, and what's next. So if anything, it it's a blessing in disguise. It helps me, you know, I'm gonna get my body back right. I'm gonna heal, take some time off. Maybe I get to go play again. But if not, you know, it just it opened my eyes to a lot of things in life, and you know, it push it pushed me in a different direction. So you know, it is what it is, and I know a lot a lot of guys are dealing with it. Um, and I think a lot of guys are starting to realize, you know, football isn't everything football sports, you know, it ain't everything. It, it's, it's fun. It's fun to do. And I want to do it if I can do it. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to, you know, do too much. You know, I'm not going to put myself on the line or, or take some bullshit. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, blessing in disguise. That's awesome, man. Well, Best of luck. I hope I hope you get to play a couple more seasons. I mean, as a guy who's never gonna be fucking putting on a pair of cleats again, you know, however it fucking you want to end your career, man. That's fucking awesome. I hope I hope you get to write your ending. That's that's something. But yeah, I, I hope so you. too. I, I got you. Hey, I appreciate it. I uh, if you ever want to come back on again, you're more than welcome, man. I I, I appreciate the uh, the knowledge and breaking down how the CFL uh, canceled their season. Thank you very much. No problem. Anytime. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. Bye.